Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Prep Life Podcast. This is your founder and CEO of Glam Girl Bikini, Amy Anger. And today I have the special privilege of being joined by Joanna Dara, and she is the hormone specialist at Hormone Logics that is a coach liaison with me at times uh, with my athletes and has been, um, you know, she has a, a wealth of knowledge and has a background as a licensed nutritionist and a lifestyle educator. So can you tell us a little bit about your background, Joanna? Welcome to the show. Um, thank you for being here. I'm so excited thank about you it. For and me. Yeah. So why don't you start with kind of where um, your education and all that, how that whole process started to your current position today? Well, thank you again for having me. I'm super excited. I've listened to you for as long as I've known you now. It's been a few years, so it's been great. I'm really excited for this. Um, so a little bit about me. I am uh, born and raised, for the most part, South Florida. I, grew, I was born in New York, moved here when I was two. So um, graduated, went to, graduated from high school in Coral Springs, Parkland, Florida, went up to Florida State on a, a softball scholarship came home very quickly after that and uh, ended up going to FAU and um, really found that at, when I was going to school, my always my passion's been medical. Um, I wanted to go to medical school. That was my thing. And somewhere in the process, I, my, I was engaged at the time and found out I was pregnant with my son. I was 19. So the shift from medical school had to kind of happen and not that it always has to, but it had to happen with us. And I um, decided to go in and I got my communications and then minored in nutrition at the time. So, but my passion's always been medical. So even though I love getting out there and talking to people, I you know did what I needed to do, be a single mom, take care of my son and go to college and finish my education. And it was just one of those things where I, I decided, you know what, I can't not do something that I really, really love. So I went back to get my master's um, and got my master's in nutrition dietitian um, and focused more on nutritional side of things. I didn't go and do all my clinicals to get a dietitian's license. The reason being is I don't like the medical side of nutrition. I like the so it, I call it the proactive side. I like the side where people understand how to stay healthy with foods and, and different types of foods and how it helps us rather than treating somebody who's already sick, then getting them better because now I have to change their mindset. I hopefully that makes sense, but yeah, I've just always been that person. I'm just all about being proactive rather than reactive. So um, with that being said, and I started you know, doing nutrition on the side while, you know, building a bit of a small business, but still having to work in, you know, corporate America for sake of paying bills and taking care of my son. Um, I, in 2011, I had met, um, you know, the owner of Hormone Logics. In 2012, he had said, hey, Joanna, I really would love to expand the hormone side of things into, you know, nutrition and maybe even women. You know, going back 10 years ago, hormones and women were uh, completely taboo. You know, people don't 
They didn't think that it was something that women, they think testosterone, men, sex, and muscles. That's what they think about. They don't think women at all. So it, it was such a taboo subject. But I also knew as a nutritionist that I could write the best meal plan in the world. But if your hormones aren't balanced, as you know, we all know, we hit a brick wall with our diet. We could be spot on, but the hormones need to be balanced. Um, so it really took me down this avenue through A4M to get my certifications and become, you know, a you know, certified hormone specialist. Um, I started focusing on women more so, obviously, and, you know, in this men's world out there. But as women, you know, I always say we have a lot of moving parts and a lot of them have overlapping symptoms. So it's really understanding all sides, endocrinology, gynecology, rheumatology, general medicine, gastro. Um, so really being able to expand the business and understanding became uh, licensed to read blood work alongside my doctor, worked alongside some of the most amazing doctors over the years. Um, and, you know, here we are, I'm here 11 years now and, you know, have had, I mean, I really do have the most incredible job, you know, working with women. So it's kind of took you from high school, college, masters and here. Absolutely. Yeah. And you do so much to help and you had mentioned different, um, types of medicine. And I feel like your holistic approach and how you, um, you know, include all of those different things is so valuable and so needed. How can you, can you describe to us how you also bring it up a tier and a notch in my opinion with, um, like your personal story, with competing and also with the thyroid issues that you had. Um, I do feel like you bring another extra element to the table because you can empathize with a lot of athletes when it comes to competing and, um, how to make sure that that's optimal and healthy and, um, all that. So I know that was kind of a big question, but no, I, yeah, absolutely. Um, so I started, competing again, being in the world of nutrition and really living a healthy lifestyle. I knew young, being a young mom, you know, I knew that I wanted to train and teach and allow for my son to learn through what I do, not what I say. So I've always been, you know, being an athlete growing up, I cheered professionally for a short period of time. It was, so I always knew that health was a, a thing. Um, but i wasn't playing sports anymore. And I was like, I really still want to do something. So in 2010, I'm like, I'm just going to, which everybody says at first, I'm just going <laughs> to really diet. Like I'm going to compete, but I'm not going to compete. I don't really want to compete ever. Fast forward. Um, I started competing in 2011 and I did it in a, uh, INF, INFBB. It was like a national, it was a, like a natural league back then. Um, it was a lot of fun. I kind of even did a crossover to see like figure, do I want to do bikini? bikini was it. So, um, I started with a team in 2012 was with them for a few years. Um, really enjoyed the sport, uh, enjoyed the health aspect behind it. The coaching wasn't exactly what I wanted at that point, knowing because I have the knowledge of what's right for our bodies, health wise, longevity. And, you know, as well as I do, we're on that stage for a few minutes. We're in our life for a long time. So if we're not healthy on the inside, 
it will exude on that stage as well in that short period of time that you're up there. Um, but I care about how healthy I was for longevity to be able to be healthy with, you know, life. And I started working with um, another coach. I started working with Jamie from Fit Body Fusion in 2017. It was like a light switch went off on me. I'm like, this was it. This is where I needed to be because we had that same mindset. But then her and I started working together about we really needed this baseline in this world of competing of blood work and, and understanding why it's not just about that stage. So, you know, I was in a prep with her and going through this point where I was working with all the girls too. She's like, Joanna, this is when I send you to you, like something's going on with you. I'm like, I know, I know. And, you know, as women and entrepreneurs and moms, we just put ourselves on the back burner. And sometimes I real at that point, I realized I'm not really practicing what I preach to these girls that I work with and us all these women. So I started on my own little journey. Um, at the time I was in a reverse and just trying to like reverse up to a decent caloric intake so that I could cut back down and I just couldn't get there. I was exhausted. Uh, I felt like my body weighed 150 pounds more than what it was. I was just heavy and, you know, but just trying to push through because that's what we do. And yeah. I finally saw a couple of endocrinologists, doctors, my doctors here knew something's going on with your thyroid. Again, it goes back to being proactive. So like, even when we read blood work, we don't wait for something to flag high or low. We want to make sure that we are optimal before, and we discuss it and we get to that optimized spot. Well, my levels weren't optimized, but trying to reiterate that to, and not all general medicine doctors, but like people on, in the other world of medicine um, and not functional and not integrative like we are, they're like, you're fine, you look fine. Um, and I got the whole, you maybe are, you're in your forties, maybe it's time to hang up the heels. I'm like, mm, that doesn't, no, that doesn't work for me. And then I got the, are you, you know, maybe you're not eating right, or maybe you're not training as hard because you're not, you know, competing right now. Like, I really don't have the time to be sitting in multiple doctor's offices if I wasn't eating right. I'm a licensed nutritionist. Um, I also, my, it's not my hormones. Don't just assume. So I finally found a doctor who would listen to me. I actually cash paid for her. And I said, I sound like I smoke a pack of cigarettes a day. I've never smoked a cigarette in my life. My throat is very like sore and raspy. I'm really tired. And yes, I'm going to be honest with you, even though you don't want to hear this, I've gained 18 pounds that I can't get off of me. As soon as you say weight loss to a doctor, they immediately discredit you because they just think you're looking for a quick fix, which was not the case, clearly. So she felt my throat. She's like, I feel like you're a little hard. Let's just send you for an ultrasound. To be honest with you, I mean, I don't know if she just humored me at that point just because she didn't want me in her office telling her all of my stuff. I came in with a, a booklet that had like every lab work for multiple years, the scales. That, I mean, I literally did her job and said, here you go. Um, mm -hmm. I got an ultrasound. She called me a couple of days later, said I have multiple nodules on my thyroid, sent me to a second level endocrinologist. And that is where he did a biopsy. And at that point in 2018, we ran a lot of labs here at Hormone Logics, but there were certain autoimmune tests that we never ran. We just didn't think to, wasn't really, this is where my knowledge now, my own personal experience comes into play with what we do here now, even more so. But he goes, did the biopsy and there's the needles in my neck. He's like, you have a, you're lighting up like a Christmas tree. You have Hashimoto's, which as most of my girls know now, and my ladies, we, we test for it 
all the time. It's a $38.88 test, run it. It's just an autoimmune that attacks the thyroid. For me at that point, laying there on that table, it was a weight off my shoulder. I'm like, that explains it. That explains it. I eat clean. I just don't eat clean for an autoimmune. I still had gluten. I still had dairy, nightshades. I would eat eggplant, peppers, onions, mushrooms were all part of my, like my prep foods. Like they just, I love them. Um, you know, but I was also taking in the bars and the shakes and the processed things that you don't do with an autoimmune. Um, but he did say he's so I was like, Oh, well, that explains everything. I'm just in my head all within a few minutes. He's like, you know, we've got some other stuff going on. Um, called me three days later and told me I had papillary thyroid cancer. It was in my lymph nodes. It was in my strap muscle. Um, I had a full thyroidectomy a week and a half later. It was pretty quick. And then, um, they removed my strap. They removed 16 lymph nodes, two of which were infected, um, went through through two rounds of external beam radiation and then radioactive ion therapy in January of 2019, I was deemed my first PET scan cancer-free. And then I've been every year, um, you know, and I'll go back for PET scans once a year up until this year, it'll be five years will be my last PET scan, knock on wood. And I'll have ultrasounds for the next 10 years just to maintain, you know, um, I used my platform initially because I was a competitor and I understood and I got it. I used my platform because I was a nutritionist and figured out hormones. So I knew how that, that was a big change in my platform for me because it really made me, I listened before I promise you I listened, but now I really, really hear the women when they call and when we talk, um, listening's one thing, hearing's another. I'm an empath to begin with. Um, so it's kind of difficult um, because being empathetic towards everybody's feelings, it's a little, you know, it's emotional, but um, it now has taken us to a level where we check the gut, where we check the thyroid autoimmune tests. We check all thyroid testing. We don't just run a TSH and say, oh, you're fine. We're good. We make sure all of the thyroid labs are run. Um, I use the analogy joking, and you've heard it before with you and with girls that I've run blood work with or whatnot. And they I say, I go, it's like going to a car dealership and them telling you that you could buy a car because they gave you a nice set of jumper cables. No, you're going to sign for your lease or your loan or whatever for, because your jumper cables are nice. Does it have a pedal? Does the car's engine turn over? Does the car move? And that's what it's like when somebody just runs a TSH level on you, because all they are are the jumper cables that make that help the thyroid work. You don't do that. Or when we say, oh, I'm okay. I'm just feeling a little tired, but it's not a big deal again. Would you drive off the car lot with the light on the dashboard and just say, eh, it's all, always been there, so it's fine. That's why the labs we run, we do. And it really has allowed for us the opportunity to help so many women and men, you know, but, you know, the men are a little bit different, but the labs that we run for the women, it's really helped us find these autoimmunes. And as soon as people know that there is, even though it's a difficult thing for to hear like you have an autoimmune for me i try to say it gave you should be proud that you advocated for yourself that you came out of your pocket for money because your doctors that were taking your insurance didn't want to you know believe you they just said mm -hmm. you're getting older you know so it gave us an opportunity to really um so we connect with amazing endocrinologists uh, now GI doctors that we do GI mapping and testing with that we have consulting with us 
And then our main doctor who's more, he, I mean, we're just super, super blessed. I mean, very lucky, but it's grown the platform tremendously. And again, it's because we hear rather than just listen. And we make sure we run the labs to rule out and find out what's going on, not just assume. And it's not just about competitors. It's women that of all ages, women that aren't stepping on stage, but still want to look good. Um, it's not just, you know, 40, 56 year olds, it's 30 and 20 year olds that are still struggling. Um, but it gives us an opportunity to really dig deep um, and advocate for ourselves. Advocate, that's it. Women need to advocate for their health. We do. Um, otherwise we're brushed aside. I could have, I did ask my doctor after my thyroid was removed and I sent to him, I go, can I ask you a question? And he's like, oh, okay, okay. He's like, you ask a lot of questions, but I really like you. And I'll be honest with you, I've actually talked at, I've spoken, I've been, had the honor to speak at a Thycan event before um, in 2020. And the woman that told me that I should, the, the endocrinologist that told me I should hang up my heels was in the audience. And it was a really validating um, experience because it was like, karmic. Like I was able to tell my story and say, do not let general medicine or any doctors tell you it's your age or it's your hobbies or your interest, or you should hang up the heels like they did for me because advocate for yourself. You know, in your gut, something's wrong, trust it and, and strive for it to get the answers because the answers are out there. Um, it's just, you know, whenever a woman come to me and tell me that they are struggling with weight loss. And the first thing out of their mouth is, I promise you, I eat right. I know you do. I, I know you do. You wouldn't be here with me. You're not wasting your time or spending money out of pocket to, if you weren't eating right, I believe you. But isn't it that sad that that's the first thing that we have to do is like defend ourselves. I'm not gaining this weight because I'm eating bad. I know, you know, and, but that's what we're programmed to do defend you know yeah so that yeah. was a long-winded answer for the question <laughs> yeah it was a long question <laughs> it had many parts so I'm gonna change gears a little bit and just kind of go on the blood work side of things so when you have um your average competitor I know that you or at least I think um and I'm pretty sure you do is you customize the blood work that you um the things that you run for people based on maybe their symptoms or um, things that are going on. Is that correct? That is, we have a baseline set of labs that we run for everybody that is, will give us a, a pretty, a, a very good base baseline set of tests, but it's not, it's more so than baseline. But then we add tests in to base, depending upon what people have going on. If somebody tells me that they have anxiety, they've struggled with anxiety or depression or anything like that with low energy, we'll add a B12 folate and we'll add in a homocysteine, which could lead us to think even showing something like MTHFR, which is a gene mutation. And then all we do is treat with the right type of B vitamins. Very simple. Um, mm -hmm. You know, if somebody's struggling with like monorrhea, we'll add in at that point, like an FSH LH level, because now we have to kind of figure out from that side of things, you know, are we, why are we not getting our cycles? Um, if somebody says that they're dealing with, you know, really bad acne and, you know, we might add like a prolactin in there too, because most people don't realize that elevated prolactin can create acne, even though most people associate prolactin with, you know, women and, you know, nursing. So, um, so we'll do those type of things in there. Um, we also add in, you know, if somebody's 
I mean, there's inflammation markers that will run. Um, we run the autoimmune pretty much on everybody. We'll run those tests because again, it's not about what somebody looks like. If I just said, oh, you're, you know, just rule it out. If we can rule out Hashimoto's, we run an ANA, which kind of gives us a negative positive for like lupus, scleroderma, sotrange, rheumatoid arthritis, angulosis, spondylitis. You know, we just positive abnormal, those type of tests. Just, again, knowledge is power. Rule it out, find out. So yeah, we do. I mean, but if there'll be other things that other people will come to us with, then we will run those labs as well. Yeah. Can you talk specifically about adrenals? I mean, what is something that, um, that you would run if you had indicators that maybe those were, um, yeah. you know, low functioning? Yeah. So in our main set of labs, we always run a cortisol and a DHEA. As most people know, DHEA, well, most people don't know, but DHEA comes from the same adrenal gland that, you know, your cortisol does. Our cortisol is our stress hormone. Um, so those are always going to be part of our main set of labs that we do. You'll see those in there. Um, if we see something comes back or, or if somebody's had past experience with really, really low cortisol or really, really high cortisol, or I've had patients, same patients for eight, nine years now. And we, you know, over a couple of years, we're starting to see a pattern that we can supplement with the right type of adrenal supports and things like that. And still nothing's changing. We'll add in other labs. We'll run ACTH tests, which is, you know, the adrenal corticone tests that we'll test to see if certain things are non-functioning, if it's more hypopituitaryism, if it's in the pituitary or if it's actually in the adrenal gland. At that point, obviously we're not physically able to like go in and ultrasound the patient. So that's those points that will say, okay, this is what you need to say. This is the doctor you need to go to. This is the words that you need to share with the doctor so that they take you as not for just that, you know, really, know that you know what you're talking about when you go in there. Again, sad that we have to do that, but then we'll refer them out to, if we know a doctor in the area that we can refer to, because we have a lot of doctors across the country that we refer to, um, if it's in their area. Otherwise, I've even taken the time to go on and research certain areas where certain patients are that I'll be like, hey, do you know somebody in that area that could, I can, or friends in different areas, or post on my social media looking for an endocrinologist in, you know, Scaffork, New Jersey, or something along those lines. And somebody usually comes up with a good one for me. Um, but that's when we send them out. Um, because if you said to me, you know, because we have these moving parts and so many are overlapping, if you said to me, you know, Joanna, I'm really tired. That could be endocrinology, that could be your thyroid, that could be just life, that could be your stress hormone. So those initial set of labs, well, at least rule out all of thyroid, your stress hormone, your sex hormones, um, you know, general things. We, again, if somebody's eosinophils, which on blood work are for white blood cell count in your CBC, basic CBC, if your eosinophils are on the high side, well, that's the white blood cells in your lungs and your gut. So I say to somebody, well, have you had any bronchial? Do you have asthma? No. Do you have bronchial stuff? No. Have you had you know, any type of infection, COVID, have you had the vaccine, any of these things, no variable factors. Okay. Have, are you having gut issues? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm struggling with a lot of bloating or I'm, I'm constipation or, you know, a high eosinophils could indicate a parasite. It could also indicate the, apologize. Um, I can, it also can indicate inflammation in the guts lining. So that's at that point where we then 
bring in possibly like a GI mapping, which is like an at-home stool test. We drop ship the kit to the house for the patients. They do it in the privacy of their own bathroom. What's nice about it is it is all quantitative data. So it's not just negative positive and it checks for 1500 different types of bacteria. It checks for um, overgrowth of bacteria, small intestine, large intestine, colon. It checks for H. pylori, candida, three other types of yeast. It'll check our secretory IgA, which is gut's immune system. Um, it'll let me know if you have leaky gut. It'll let me know if you have a reaction to gluten, which is anti-gliadin and so many other amazing tests, but it uses your DNA and real quantitative data. It's not just negative positive. So again, this goes back to the initial theory of we don't wait for something to flag high or low before we discuss it. Optimization is key. And so that's kind of where those main blood works will actually take us to even gut overseeing it. Um, mm -hmm. Cortisol is you know, overall people think, oh, my, oh, my stress is really, really high, but then their cortisol levels will be extremely bottomed out low. Well, that's your adrenal gland that's going, I'm done. Like I need a, I need a break. I need, and then people are taking like the ashwagandhas and great. Cause that's what you know to take when you're stressed. The problem is you're bottoming out even more because you're not taking the right type of adrenal support. Sometimes you need to bring it down. Sometimes you need to bring it up. Um, and that's where the blood work comes in. A blue, it's a blueprint of what goes on inside of you. If we buy a house, and my analogies, as you know, I use them all the time. <laughs> but if we buy a house and we go in and we want to open up the walls in the house, we're not going to do that. Just go in and smack down walls without knowing what's behind the walls. We have a blueprint. That is what we do with every person that comes through this office. We get a blueprint. It is their data. It is what goes on in their body. And then we can adjust accordingly. There's nothing cookie cutter about any of the programs that we use to get to that point, whether it's just from a nutraceutical standpoint, from a natural standpoint, from a bioidentical standpoint with our hormones like creams, you know, or if it's from anti-aging with peptides, growth hormone, um, and then from, you know, a bodybuilding standpoint, you know, the fat burners and, and the muscle building and that protocols too. So we can see all avenues of the blueprint and then come up with a game plan based on what the goals are. What are some common things that you see with sex hormones when it comes to competitors, blood work and, um, common problems that maybe people need corrected? Yeah. So we do see a lot of low testosterone in women. Um, we also see low thyroid function in women. Um, when you're deep into prep, um, I use the analogy that your thyroid's your engine of your car. So as competitors, we drive our car down a drag strip over and over and over and over again. And the same way if we took that car and drove it down a drag strip, we bring it in and make sure that everything's checked, the oil's good, we have enough, you know, all of the things need to be perfect in it. We don't do that. We don't think about supporting and optimizing when we're in prep a lot of the times. So we do see a lot of low thyroid function. Um, and it's really just the engine of the car being tired. Um, T3 under conversion, we do see a lot of, um, and that's basically the, engine of the car not turning over, kind of puttering, you know, and I'll age myself when I go, the car's engine used to go do, 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 before we used to just get in and press a button and it would turn uh -huh. on. You know? <laughs> now, you know, we used to kind of like make that noise. We didn't use jumper cables, the TSH numbers, but the engine was really struggling to turn over. That's that T3 because it's been, it needs some help. It needs some. So we see that the low testosterone, we do see a lot with women. Um, Especially, you know, if you're in the competitive world and you're taking any type of like peds without like the right support, 
um, if you go that direction. You know, sometimes people are taking it when they don't realize liver enzymes um, or even, you know, sec like taking DHEA to support your thyroid, I mean, to support your testosterone levels when if you're taking any type of like, you know, oxandrolone or something along those lines, you know, there's so many different avenues, but having, seeing a lot of the, we work really hard to get to where we're going, but we forget that we, we, feeling this tired isn't just, oh, it's just part of prep. Yes, it's part of prep, but there could be underlying things going on and just making sure we're supporting it. The good part about most of like with your girls, with our team, um, you know, with a couple of the other teams that I work closely with, some of the really, really good teams that care about the women, um, they will make sure that they start their prep with a baseline blood work done. Like, and to be honest with you, it makes it easier for the coaches. I mean, mm -hmm. our coaches are out there. They're like pulling their hair out going, okay, it looks like she's eating everything. Right. It looks like she's like, so for them, selfishly, it helps them too. Cause they've got that blueprint, but that is what a good, you know, a good coach will do. They'll say, let's get a baseline on you. Let's make sure that you're healthy to go whatever avenue we're supposed to do. Don't mm -hmm. be scared because if you are, things are not optimal, we'll optimize you, but it'll also help when we know when we hit that point of being stuck, I've hit a plateau, I'm stuck, you know, and then to go get your blood work done at that point, you've already like outsourced everything in your body to try to, you know, get to that point that you're at. And so now, so getting that baseline blood work done, that's what, you know, a good coach will have you do, which you do with your girls and, you know, my coach does with our girls and all the coaches on those teams. And, you know, there are some out there that don't, but, you know, I, I hope for women, for them to advocate for themselves before going into a protocol of any type of prep, they should always know what's going on. Yeah. And it just helps from a coach's perspective. I just always appreciate where I can work within my scope of practice through, you know, if I'm, if you, if the client is okay with it and you're, um, include me in the call. I just feel like it helps me try to make those lifestyle changes. Um, you know, if they're having certain issues, like for example, like if they have high cholesterol, I mean, that's an easy thing for us to change their diet to more of a Mediterranean, um, low cholesterol type of diet like that. Um, or if they're having adrenal problems, you know, making sure that we're not like doing hit cardio and overtraining and maybe backing down and having more rest days and recovery time. So I really appreciate that. Is there a good time, or I guess I should say, is there a bad time to take blood work where it wouldn't really benefit the athlete, like in terms of like pre and post prep, like, is there a certain window of time that you recommend like after a prep to take that blood work? Or? I guess it really depends on how long your prep was, how long is and like what you did during your prep, if there was any type of, um, if there was anything that you were taking during prep, if you're on any type of um, testosterone therapy or anything like that, there's a, you know, you want to give your body enough time to rest and heal and come off of, you know, whatever it is that you might've been taking, even if it was just a fat burner, you've set your adrenals crazy on fire. And if you, these, even some of these over-the-counter people are taking, you know, ephedrine and caffeine and aspirin and doing these combos and it's you know it's great but minimum 30 days ideally 60 days off of any type of you know other um extenuate like 
anything like that, like a fat burner or any type of peach or anything like that, minimum 30 days. I always say, give your body the time to heal that you, it took you to start your, and usually it's that 30 day window before you like, okay, I know the next 30 days and 30 days I'm starting my prep. That's pretty, how much pretty, but I'm 30 days. I'm starting my prep. I've got these 30 days to kind of gather my thoughts, get myself mentally prepared, make sure I have all my vitamins in place, everything I need, get my blood work completed, give yourself at least 30 days after. Um, the times that people come to me that are like, I'm stuck and they have, I don't have a baseline for them to begin with. If they come to me and I see that they're in the middle of a prep and I see their cortisol is really, really tanked or really, really high, we can still work with it. But that is not the most ideal time. The most ideal time is before going into a prep for, for your competing and at least minimum 30 days after it, preferably 60. If that window works, I mean, like a lot of the girls, you know, they're we're going from show to show to show seasons. This it's everything's compacted. And then if you do, then you like the pro girls earning, you know, their points, getting into the limp or, you know, the trying to get run, win, get right in their show to show to show. And then the ones that are like com competing because they're so close and they want their pro card. So they keep going, going, going. It's difficult because you've got to give yourself a little bit more time at the end to heal, you know, um, do your best to stay in a good reverse when you come out because that's only going to make your, it easier for your blood work because if you come out and just go balls to the wall and just eat and don't stay on a good reverse it just makes blood work even more wonky when we do it so yeah so speaking of peds what are some blood markers that are that people should really be paying attention to if they do use those in a contest prep, what are some things that can get affected uh, in a negative way? Mm -hmm. So one of the main things obviously, as we must know is liver enzymes, you know, um, I've seen girls that have been taking even some of the SARMs and not protecting the liver through the process. Um, you know, liver is, is our filter. It's, you know, liver is actually where it, the thyroid makes a conversion to a usable form to T3. It's also made in the gut. Um, but those liver enzymes are important. Your, you know, even just when we look at inflammatory markers. So like when we look at your white blood cell count, you know, your eosinophils, your basophils, your, you know, those levels are all inflammatory markers. The monocytes can tell us about inflammation too. So we'll look at that. Kidneys, um, creatine levels. As athletes, we we have higher creatine levels. We take in higher protein diets for the most part, you know, not, this isn't the, anything across the board, but kidneys, the biggest part about PDs is that people don't realize that we need to drink more water, but then we say, oh, we drink a gallon a day. We don't need, you know, that's more than the average person, but then you're also training harder than the average person. You're also taking stuff that is needing water to process and eliminate from the body. So then we're not getting the water that we need for digestion and for gut and the, the gut health. So we see a lot of like kidney stuff. Um, thankfully, I will tell you, Amy, honestly, over the last couple of years, and maybe it's because of, I do work with, you know, a lot of the same teams that really do focus on health. Um, we have been seeing a lot, it's been much better, because I really think a lot of the coaches and 
you know, that really care about their athletes and really know like, okay, this is important. And they've been educated. You're, you're crazy educated with your girls. You make sure that they're doing the right things, you know, that they're not overtraining and not, you know, the, the it's water doesn't seem like it's an important factor. It is, it's huge. It's huge. Um, and then the other thing that, you know, we try to look at is gut, you know, even though that is a big, it's a big factor in why the inflammation goes on and why we have the digestion issues and why we have the overgrowth of bacteria because of, you know, not only the liver processing, but the toxins, oxidative stress, the body it not being able to release the toxins because of dehydration, then the constipation that we get from taking, you know, some of this. And then we, the, so it, and then they're starting to take, we see girls that are, because they're constipating, they're taking a bunch of laxatives and then the laxatives are dehydrating them. And then we have kidney problems. So it's a one big, awful cyclic pattern, mm-hmm. but if you get your baseline ahead of time, know the importance and education. Um, one of the things that I, and as you've heard, and a lot of the girls know, I am detailed on my blood work, almost to the point where it's like, too detailed, I think. And sometimes it's over the head, but I always send that plan of care afterwards and write down everything so they don't have to feel overwhelmed. But I am a big advocate for education. And if I can educate somebody on their labs and teach them, then they can advocate for themselves and help other women in the process as well. By advocating for yourself, you're also educating yourself. And in the education process, you know, oh, you know what? I know I need to do X, Y, and Z now because yes, I want to take it to the next level. If you're going to do EDs, if you're going to do, if you're going to be a run a marathon and you have to understand the body and what that long run is going to do to the body. So you know how to prepare for it. So if you can be educated as to what bodily functions are necessary or what you need within you to be healthy through this process and to be a true competitor, longevity of the sport, and to be a healthy human every single day, then that's the part that's most important. I can't stress it enough. Understand what, how sad is it when you have people that come to you and they go, yeah, I've been taking that. Okay, what for? I don't know. My coach just told me to take it. Do you know what it's doing? No, I mean, I think it's supposed to tighten me up. It's also doing X, Y, and Z and with no blood work, but here's what your blood work shows. It's okay. Your blood work shows this, but we're going to fix it. But we first need to tell you, you don't need to be taking that. Or you can take that if you had taken this or done this first or knew about this first. And there's a lot of that out there. Um, And I had a girl yesterday say to me that she's been on some SARM for the last year and a half. Same SARM for a year and a half. No break. Wellness center. Like, okay. Uh, Liver support? No. And I just, as in a very professional way, let's get your labs done. Let's see where you're at with everything. For the meantime, can we stop what you're taking right now? Just let's get new labs in, give yourself two weeks and then go get new labs and let's just see where you're at. And that's, but um so you know that's the biggest thing if you can understand which we we do a great job if somebody knows why they're taking i want somebody to know why they're taking vitamin b my homocysteine was high which creates cellular anxiety which also b vitamins being low is what breaks through the blood b vitamins break through the blood brain barrier so that's my dopamine my happy endorphins 
I'm depressed. My gut's not healthy. My brain's not healthy. And my vitamin B levels are low. Let's add in vitamin B. People feel better. But they know why they're taking it, not because it's just, I'm just taking it. So, Yeah. Kind of circling back to something that you said earlier, I wanted to ask about, um, so you had mentioned like creatinine levels are usually elevated in athletes. And then I usually see like the bun as well. Uh, what are your recommendations when people are trying to take like, um, when, what tests need to be like fasted and like what time of day is optimal and things like that? Um, yeah. So I always say every blood work should be without without any type of exercise and without any type of food, not because food is going to raise every level, but food is going to change the metabolics in the body that could in turn. So if you take your vitamin in the morning, it's going to process through your liver, which could slightly inflame a liver. It may be dramatic. It may be over the top, but don't work out that morning, please drink your water, like normal glass of water in the morning. You don't need to be so dehydrated that they can't pull blood from you. Um, and on top of it, just be fasted because our molecular structures, if I got, if I were to geek out on people, like our cells are always processing anything we're doing, whether it's thinking, walking, breathing, or eating. So yes, you, maybe your particularly your A1C level isn't going to go up if you ate something that morning, it's not going to change because that's an average of your glucose over three months, but just don't do it. Like our labs, the majority of our labs that we run, there are a good portion of them need to be fasted. Um, there are certain things, you know, I know there's some, when somebody's getting deeper into like thyroid, we'll tell them, you know, possibly don't take your biotin for seven days before we get more in-depth bio labs on, or thyroid labs on you, because that could sway it a little bit. But at first, I'm not going to tell somebody they can't take their biotin. You know, it's not, I'm aware of what certain nutraceuticals my doctors are crazy aware of things like even calcium levels and how it affects our thyroids and our parathyroids and things like that so we just say no vitamins in the morning drink your water and don't work out and then go about you know with testosterone creams and things we try to tell you two full days before you're doing your creams with testosterone injections we say four full days to get a good read to see where you're at um but Fasted is just go fasted. I mean, and in the morning is always the best um, because that is like our waking and it's an idea for us because we're waking up and getting to the appointment to get our blood drawn. There's not so many mitigating factors in between. So if you go even with cortisol, is that the most ideal way to test cortisol? No. Is it better to do a four point cortisol test? Absolutely. But that morning cortisol gives us a good inclination on how somebody starts out their day or how somebody slept. If you have really high cortisol in the morning, I can almost guarantee you people have a hard time sleeping. And that's ultimately, um, sorry. <laughs> no worries. Hey, buddy. Um, so that, you know, ultimately the, the biggest thing. So that's that our dog? old man. Yeah, well, he's our oldest of the three. We have Doberman. So he's oh. our old man. He's 11. <laughs> sick. So on Tuesdays and Thursdays, we uh, bring him to the office so he can kind of get a break from the other two. So okay. he left home and he kind of, it's my old man. So yeah. So if you're dog. listening and you're not watching on YouTube, yeah. a dog just came into the office. <laughs> yeah. 
We're a big happy family here. You know, um, if anybody sees me or knows me or follows me on social media, they know my dogs, my, my son, who's amazing. And I have my dogs and my dogs are, we rescue animals left and right around here. I just found one in the parking lot that I was hoping that I could get Aww. rid of and still somehow she's at, he's at my house, little cat. Like I did not want a cat, another one, and she's somehow <laughs> at my house now. So anybody that wants a really cool cat, just let me know. <laughs> He's ready to go to a good home. Um, but yeah, so, um, you know, we're a family here at Pharmalogics, and it's such a, like, I get emotional when I think about it, because I'm so blessed to do what I do. I'm so blessed to work with women like yourself and coaches that really care um, I'm so blessed to have the experience that I've had. And I am thankful that I went through what I went through because I do believe that I was given, you know, the cancer, which took me a really long time to say those words. A lot of therapy, they're like, my therapist was like, do you realize you always say when I was sick, when I was sick, you never say I had cancer. And I'm like, so, and she's like, you have to like come to terms with it. But it happened so fast with me that I've used I'm so I really believe that I was given that because I have this opportunity in this platform to help other women and, you know, to really listen and hear other women um, because and we have such a I mean, we're all like family here. We've been most of us work together for the last 10, 12 years and um, you can probably hear guys and they're all talking about through the walls they talk about men and erections and all these kind of things that are going on through this ball and I'm on the phone with women that are talking about like how they their sex drive is non-existent and you know and these ones are talking about you know so or we bounce like here her husband needs to talk to you or here your wife needs to talk to you so but um we are definitely are a family here and our patients have been with us a really long time um and we get new patients all the time and I try to yeah. treat every patient the same and take the time to, and I appreciate that people realize that I'm busy and they are willing to wait and I do whatever I can to get everybody moved up and just sort of without my coach yelling at me, like get out of the office and go to the gym. Like you need to worry about you now. So. Yeah. Um, I just really appreciate your heart and all of the dedication that you've, you know, you've helped so many women and um, it's really, really appreciated. Uh, I really appreciate you so much you've helped me a lot just personally. And then just all my athletes and you have such a good heart and you're such a genuine person. So thank you for all of that. Um, yeah, I have so many more questions that I want to ask. Um, I don't know if we have a little bit of time for a couple more questions that, um, so as far as you had talked about Oxandrolone and I just feel like it's really important for our industry to understand that like and I know you made an analogy way back when about kind of like it was something about a shoe and we're maybe not the shoe that <laughs> is for everyone. So when it comes to like efficacious, like dosing and prescriptions and things like that and use with PEDs in our industry, do you have any thoughts about um, maybe people just need to know like what is oxandrolone? Where did it originate from? What's the history behind it? What was it intended to be used for and things like that? Absolutely. Um, yeah, so, you know, I'm on the competitive side of the world where, you know, I'm okay with whatever somebody chooses to do, if they want to be totally natural, or if they want to start using EDs, if they want to go that route. But the most important thing I tell anybody is no matter what 
you choose to do. If you go that route, make sure wherever you're getting it from, you're sourcing from a, a true place where you are not just buying stuff. And I'm not saying everybody off the street and all that stuff is bad or underground's off, but in my world, from what I've seen, it is. And, you know, we see more and more fake stuff out there. Um, Anavar itself, Oxangelo being the legal name, is something that was used um, years ago. It actually first, when they first brought it out, people were using it in AIDS patients. Um, and it's because of the muscle atrophy that happened. Um, it became a little bit more in the last 20 years or so, more so in the world of your dog wants it so bad. You can let him in. So bad. He wants Keeps to get in. Pawing um, at the door. Yeah. If anybody hears, that's my old man. That's Vader. Um, but he, um, it, it was a, it, it's for muscle atrophy. One of the biggest things, especially, and I go back to the thyroid thing, which is interesting, is one of the main side effects of thyroid disease is muscle atrophy. So, you know, with doctors, started using it in patients that were having muscle atrophy, like for, you know, elderly patients, they were using it for people that had, you know, severe thyroid disease, they were using it for cancer patients. Of course, it gets into the bodybuilding world. Now in the bodybuilding world, for women, I have thyroid disease, justifiable, I don't have a thyroid, I should say, but it's still thyroid disease. For women that are going through menopausal changes, muscle atrophy is huge, protecting our bones. The right use of it, not taking too much for a longer period of time, not doing dosaging. I can't legally tell somebody what, like just on a podcast, like, oh, this is what the dose you should take. Right. Get your blood I work wouldn't done. ask you. Yeah. See what your levels are. See what your liver looks like. See what your enzymes are. Make sure that you're not taking something that's going to inflame the liver even more and not be able to, you know, backtrack it. But less is more. In a lot of this stuff that we're doing, the new SARMs and all of these things that are out there. At one point, you know, ibutamorin, which is a SARM, was like an underground, you know, it made it into FDA approved pharmacies now. It's not a, an FDA approved product, it's an FDA approved. <laughs> Let me just. Yeah. She's getting, letting the old man beat her in. <laughs> yeah, buddy, go lay down. Such a pretty dog. Thank you. He's a, uh, we're all Dover, we're Doberman lovers in our house. So, um, but he, so the, the thing about like, even with SARMs, eventually I think that it'll, some of them will start to get even put into, you know, pharmacies as well. But I, I do believe that as long as you have the right guidance with whatever the, whatever you're using and, you know, there's, some that I don't think are great for women in general. I mean, my opinion, I don't think, but I think it's being used too much in the industry and you're seeing facial structure changes and growth in places that women shouldn't be having growth um, and, and things like that. But if you are, I'm an advocate of Anavar. Like, I love it. I think it's great. And I have no problem saying that if a person takes it the right way and they have the right guidance, um, the person that's taking it is somebody that truly needs muscle building, not somebody who just is lazy. And that's where you see people just taking more and more and more because they just want to get bigger. And that's where the damage is coming in long-term to their bodies. So um, I have, again, I'm 
I'm an, I've always been an open book with it. I mean, I've done my share of them. I mean, I take them if I need to. Um, just depends on where I am in my prep or if I am needing it at all. I mean, taking like fat burners, like using thing, you can go the route of an albuterol rather than buying an underground clenbuterol that's for veterinary use. You know, there are other opportunities and it is okay to express when you're speaking to somebody in your medical professional, like in our world, in the medical world and wellness that you say, hey, listen, this is my goal. My goal is I want to be on stage. I need to drop body fat. I've been stuffed, but we've cleared out everything else. It's not my adrenals. I'm optimized. It's not my thyroid. I'm not, I'm optimized. There might be just a metabolic dysfunction going on. And then we do a little albuterol or I need to hold my glutes more as women, as we get older, we lose body fat, the body's smart. We're going to go after the lard and not go after the lard before we go after the meat. They're going to take our muscle before it takes our fat. It's smart. So it, we, some of the girls that take, you know, the Anavar to maintain lean muscle and the density that we need, the crispness, the holding it because we're masters and we are going to lose our muscle because it's smart. Um, so those are the types of reasons. And I feel, and our doctors feel is acceptable as long as the health is good, is as acceptable for somebody to be on a protocol that has like PDDs, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. So, um, unfortunately we have to wrap things up, but you've given us so many gold nuggets of information and thank you so much for your time and coming on today. Uh, if our listeners wanted to say thank you or reach out to you, if they have questions or, um, maybe they, you know, are hearing your story and, um, hearing about these different things and they want to reach out to you for health services and help in that area, uh, how can they get a hold of you and how can they find you? Sure. Um, so you can always go on to hormonelogics.com and then it's with an S and it's H-O-R-M-O-N-E-L-O-G-I-C-S.com. And when you just put in for, um, you know, request a consultation, just make sure they click that they're a competitor because then it'll get segued into the sports side of things over here with me and making sure, or they could just write in there, you know, um, how they heard I was on, you know, I heard the podcast. I was, you know, I, I, I'm X, Y, Z, or I was referred by somebody. Um, you know, some of the girls like to reach out on Instagram. I promise you, I just don't see it. I can't tell you. I went in the other day and there was like eight or nine different emails from people over the last few weeks. And I just don't see the others and the, that Instagram. So I'm not uh -huh. ignoring you. I know that's the place to go, but just go online, put it in, or you can always email me directly and just, and I'll get you set up for it. My email address is Joanna at hormonelogics.com. Just email me directly. Tell me where you came from. I'll get you a link to my calendar. And sometimes that's easier. But um, yeah, or you can always call the front, but they're going to just put you back to the calendar anyway. So yeah. I will say now my calendar is booked out for six weeks. I move people around. So please don't just give up because it's not something right away. Just tell me. I have a lot of girls that are like, hey, I'm competing in six weeks. Can you help me? I'm like, we always move people around. We do what we can for our girls and our ladies. You know, I love our industry. We are so blessed and so lucky to have these amazing women around us and men. Um, but, you know, we are just really a, an elite group of women um, and that care about their health. You don't even have to compete, just that you care enough about your health that you want to take it to the next level to feel good, to be healthy for the longevity, whether for yourself, for your family, for your children, 
Um, so I look forward to a long, God willing future in this. Um, thank you as always. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. And we'll, I'll be sure to put all that information in the show notes so that you can refer back to that. Um, the, if you would like to apply for the team, you can go to glamgirlbikini.com and hit the get started button. You can find us on Instagram at prep life podcast or at glam girl bikini. And this is your founder and CEO of glam girl bikini signing off. Thanks for listening.